0: Good well once again uh, happy Easter. It's good to be with y'all and uh, today we're going to we're going to get started in a new series called Amazing Grace Amazing Grace How many of you remember that song Amazing Grace uh, We're not singing it this morning but it's a, but it is amazing and, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit and our time together and just just sharing. Some, uh, some important, important truths on the amazing grace. Uh, a matter of fact, there's, there's different attributes of grace, and we're going to start it this week. I'm going to be talking about it for five different weeks, and I encourage you to be here. Grace will change your life if you, if you understand it. A lot of people have a limited knowledge of the grace of God. And I hope in our time together that as we, as we understand grace, that we'll start operating in grace. It's one thing maybe having a little bit of understanding, but when you operate, I think in people, people have, how many of you maybe have a computer or an iPhone or, or iPad? You have all those different things. And, and uh, my mother, bless her heart, love my mother. Uh, she has an iPad, But she has so limited understanding about her iPad. She just has no clue about how things work in her iPad. And and as a result, she don't get all the benefit from that iPad that she could possibly have. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? And And the same thing with us. If we don't understand grace, we only get limited benefit from the grace that's been provided for us in Jesus Christ. And so today I'm going to start out talking about the grace of God. And I'm going to specifically talk about saving grace. Because I'm going to tell you one of the main reasons why Jesus came is because we needed salvation. And we're going to talk about that today. a matter of fact, there's a, a couple of truths that I want to share with you that you'll discover throughout this series that, uh, that we're going to start with today, talking about saving grace. That, uh, but I want, to, I want to talk about a couple of truths, first of all, to just lay some foundation that's in your note, notes if you're following along in your notes. And the first one is this is that God's grace is God's power and God's ability to achieve God's will. God's grace, let me say it again, is God's power, God's ability to achieve God's will in our life. You know salvation is part of the will of God for our life? And it's achieved through grace. And it's achieved by the power and by the ability of God in our life. Otherwise, it couldn't happen, wouldn't happen in our lives. Second truth and second statement I want to make is this, is that God's grace is unmerited, nothing that you can do to earn it, unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessings in our life. And so that's God's grace, and we're going to discover that through this whole process as we walk together over the next few weeks. But I want to start today about talking about saving grace. I'm going to start out with John chapter 1. Uh, Very powerful, powerful. Man, you know what? You guys are looking good today, by the way. I mean, some of you just making me look bad. You're looking so good, I'm looking bad. And and I forgot to call you and say, don't look so good, so I look good, all right? But that's okay. You're looking good, and it's just good to be with you guys today, and and I hope this message just empowers you to operate in the grace of God. And you might say, well, I'm saved. I don't need to hear this. I guarantee you need to hear this, okay? And, And there's a lot of people saved still in bondage. And this will liberate you, help set you free. But John chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, out of the Amplified, powerful, it says this, For out of His fullness, the superabundance of His grace and truth, we all have received grace upon grace, spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift. For the law was given through Moses, but grace... The unearned, undeserved favor of God and the truth came through Jesus Christ. No other way has grace come but through Jesus Christ. Grace is needed in order for salvation to take place. There is such a thing, as called saving grace, and we must have the grace of God in order to be saved, and that's what we're going to be talking about. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen says it this way, it says, And if, if Christ is not risen, then your faith is futile or useless. And you still, you are still in your sins. And the word, and, and that's what it means there is that you're still guilty of sin and under sin's power. But notice here, Jesus had to be raised from the dead. In just a moment, we're going to baptize a couple of young people that I'm really excited about. And, and baptism is a, is a symbol of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And it is, a, it is a symbol of our old life being buried in Christ and then raised to new life in Christ so that we can live this life that Christ wants us to live. And that's called the abundant life. And that's what baptism is all about. And I'm really excited that we get to do this on Easter Sunday. Yeah. And if you, if you want to be baptized, we'll get you baptized. You may not have a change of clothes. You might go home wet, But we'll still baptize you if you want to get baptized. All right? And so what I want to do is I want to just spend the next few minutes talking about what is saving grace. If it's so important, if it's something that we need in our life, what is it? First of all, number one, the first thing I want to share with you is it's, it is a rescue. It is a rescue because we needed to be rescued. We were drowning in sin. We were dying and dead in our sin, and we needed to be rescued. There's no other way to be rescued but through Jesus Christ. You need, I mean, some of you have never maybe been close to death where you've needed to be rescued. But there's others that may have, and you are so grateful for those that have rescued you. Well, Jesus did that for us. He rescued us out of our sin. That that was going to take us to hell, that 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 destroys lives, destroys relationships, destroys everything, Jesus rescued us from that, and the grace of God has done that. Let me share a couple of scriptures with you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, and then 4 and 5. It says, in the past you were spiritually dead, being separated from God. That's what spiritually dead is. We were separated from God because of your disobedience and sins. And you might say, well, I'm not not a bad person. But I'm going to tell you that everybody on the face of this earth has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Scripture tells us that if we even violate one of God's laws, one of his commandments, we're guilty of all. With God, you either make a 100 or you're an F. It's an A plus or an F with God. And the reason is, is because he is pure, absolute pure. We don't know anything pure here on this earth. You'll hear somebody say it's pure gold. No, it's not pure gold. There's still some, there's still some uh, impurities in that gold. God is absolute pure. In every way, he is pure. And, and so we had some impurity and we needed to be rescued because sin was going to take us to a place with, that we definitely didn't want to go. Verse 4 of this, uh, Ephesians 2 says, But God's mercy is so abundant and his love for us is so great that while we were spiritually dead in our disobedience, he brought us to life with Christ. It is by God's grace that you have been saved. Or I like to say it this way, that you've been rescued. Amen. That you and I... One, one more scripture. Ephesians 1, 7 says, He is so rich in kindness and grace that He purchased our freedom with the blood of His Son and forgave us of our sins. He purchased it with His own blood. Somebody had to pay the price. Somebody had to pay. You know, when, when, when a law was broken... In, 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 in with God there's got to be judgment and God's a righteous judge and therefore everything needs to be judged and Jesus took it all upon himself in order to rescue us he paid the price so that we could be saved isn't that awesome and let me tell you not only will he save us thank God that he saves us but he also changes us and we're going to talk about that in just a moment and my life and my my family's life is a, is a testimony of the saving grace of God and how it transforms a life. And I, I don't have time this morning to share with you where my life has been for those that don't know me, but I'm telling you that God transformed, transformed, transformed our lives in a radical, powerful way. And I'm here to tell you that he will do the same with you. So, what is saving grace? It is a rescue, secondly... It is a swap. It's an exchange. He swapped, us, he swapped his righteousness, and he gave it to us, and he took our sin upon him. I want you to see this in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17. It says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, he's been born again, he's, he's been transformed, he's been changed." You know, I like to say it this way. A lot of people will ask me my opinion about different things and different, uh, you know, beliefs and that type of thing. And honestly, I, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. I, and I don't. I, I try not, never to preach my opinion because my opinion doesn't matter. What matters is the Word of God. It's the Word of God that transforms life and lives. And so it's not my opinion, and I like to say this, a lot of times the problem with people is the problem of the heart. You know, many times we look at the problem and we try to deal with, uh, we try to deal with the uh, problem or the fruit rather than getting to the root. And the root of the problem is the, 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 the heart of people. And so God wants to take us and make us brand new and make us a new creation. And so back to uh, 1 Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 5 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things, say all things, all things. Have, become have become new. And then verse 21 says it this way for he, talking about Jesus or God, It says, For he, God, made him, Jesus, who knew no sin, to be made sin for us. He was made sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, every sin from our past, our present, and our future was placed on Jesus. And he became sin for us. All of our guilt, all of our shame, all of our sin... All condemnation was placed on us, or on Jesus, so that his righteousness could be placed on us. It was an exchange. It was a swap. He gave us, he gave us his righteousness, and he took upon himself all of our sinful, nasty, hideous sins that we could ever, we could ever uh, 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 do in our life. And it was placed on him. And thank God, it's, that's what saving grace is. Saving grace is a swap. It's an exchange. I like to say it this way. It's a great exchange. And uh, there was a video that was done by a church, and, uh, and uh, it really, it really kind of shows what partially of what took place when Jesus was on the cross and dark-covered this earth and, and, and how Jesus just, you know, he took upon him our sin And I'm here to tell you so that we can take his righteousness on us. And I want you to watch this video. God, my God, why have you forsaken me? imagination huh and he took all of our sin upon him so that we could be righteous in him there's not anything that we can do we can't be good enough we can't work hard enough uh we can't definitely purchase it in order to be righteous with him there's a lot of people that uh that need to understand that you're righteous because of what Jesus did, not what you've done. Amen. It's because of what he did on the cross, not what you did here on this earth. It's because of what he suffered, not because of what you suffer here on this earth that makes you and I righteous here on this earth. He did it. That's what saving grace is. It is an exchange. It is a swap. Third thing that it is that I want to share with you, it's, it's, it's a gift. It's a gift. It's something that is given to you freely from Jesus. Titus chapter 2 verse 11 it says we have cause to celebrate because the grace of God has appeared offering the gift of a salvation to all people. God's gift, God's grace is God's unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor and spiritual blessing. That's what it is. It's a gift. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9 says, For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift, so that no one could boast about it. Again, it's a gift. Uh, Romans chapter 3, verse 23 through 25 says, Everyone has sinned and fallen short of, the me- uh, fallen short of measuring up to God's glory and all need to be made right with God by his grace, which is a free gift. They need, to be made, they need to be made free from sin through Jesus Christ. God sent him to die in our place to take away our sins. We receive forgiveness through faith in the blood of Jesus' death. Here's what I want to do. I want to illustrate this with, with a gift that I want to give you. I'm going to ask our ushers to get ready and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to pass you a chip and they're going, to, they're going to pass you one down and just take one, one per person for each person that's in here and I'll explain in just a minute. While they're doing that, I just know that there's some people that have a hard time realizing that God's grace is free, that it's a gift, that it's given to us. And uh, again, just one chip, just one chip for every person. And, uh, and it's, a, it's a free gift that's given to us. We don't have to work on, uh, at it. We don't have to do anything to earn it. It's just something that is given to us. There was a, there was a lady uh, that uh, once attended our church, and any time we try to give her something, she felt like she had to give something back. She even communicated that. She says, I just, I just can't. Receive anything without giving something back, and so without it, with I mean, without exception, every time we gave her something, she would come back and give us something back, another gift in exchange for that gift. It's like she had to she had to work for it. And finally, she told us, "Don't give me anything. I have a hard time receiving." And I'm here to tell you, there, there's a lot of people like that with with a God's grace that they think they got to do something to give back to God. They think that they got to earn it. Somehow they got to earn it. They've got to do something to receive God's grace in their life. And I'm here to tell you, anytime a gift is given, your responsibility is to receive just like you received that gift that I just gave you. Well, isn't that an awesome gift that I just gave you? Isn't that awesome? Go ahead and lift up your gift, okay? All right, everybody in the house has one? All right, that's everybody, okay? And that's that's a gift. Now, grace is a gift to us, and grace will give us salvation. I'm going to tell you that it is an exchange. It will exchange your sin, it will exchange your wrongdoings, your unrighteousness for a righteous life, right standing. The word righteous means to be right standing with God. He'll make you born again. He'll give you a brand, new, a brand new heart, brand new spirit. Because we're a spirit being. We live in a body. We have a soul. And so the, when we go to heaven, our, 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 our bodies stay here on this earth. But our spirit and our soul go to heaven. Okay? And so we get a brand new spirit so that we can worship and serve, serve God with. But our bodies, they're decaying, except for mine. All right? I'm getting stronger, amen? amen. And, uh, but, but anyway, uh, that, that's what grace, grace will do that. Grace will give you salvation. Well, I'm going ha- to give you a gift, okay? I already gave you a, an Easter egg. How many of you eaten some of that chocolate yet? Okay, it's good? Is it good? Yes. Good, good, okay. Now, I've got, I've got something. In case you're next to a seat that, that somebody hadn't filled yet, and there's an there's a egg there, it's yours if you want to get it, okay? All right, It's yours. All uh, right. And if somebody, if somebody comes in and they need a seat, give it to them. All right. All right. But here, here's the thing after service, after service, if you'll go to the Welcome Center, which is that big counter over there, I've got some people there that are going, you can exchange that chip for a t shirt. We're going to give you a t shirt today. How's that? Yeah. You don't have to earn it, you don't have to do anything. It's yours. All right. And then if you're elementary age, here's the deal. If you're elementary, fifth grade, and younger, uh, you don't get a T-shirt. You get a, and you'll see it, it's nice, a Nerf football, okay? You're going to get a little small Nerf football, all right? And so, uh, it, all right? And so just exchange your, your chip for that, and that's there. And that's a gift for you, okay? And that's how, let me tell you something. He gave, he gave to us right. grace, so that we could be saved. The, third, the fourth thing I want to share with you what it is. Is that grace is a person. It is Jesus Christ. It's a person. So let me share this with you in closing. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9. It says this. That he has saved us and called us to a holy life. And we don't, have to, we don't have to do righteous deeds to get saved. We don't have to do righteous deeds to, to be right with God. Because we're right in Jesus Christ. We're made righteous when we invite him into our life. And, and then we become righteous. That exchange takes place. We, at that point, become righteous. And from that point, we start doing righteous deeds because we're a righteous person. See, servants serve. If you're a true servant, you're going to serve. Love loves. Hate hates. Isn't that right? Liars lie. Righteous people do righteous deeds. We're not doing righteous deeds to, to become righteous. We're doing righteous deeds because that's what righteous people do. And, and you might, it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. We're still learning. We're still growing. We're going to mess up. We're going to fall down. We're going, but we get right back up. Amen? Amen? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And let me tell you, grace is a person. When grace comes into your life, then, then, then salvation can come into your life. And everything else that we're going to be talking about over this series. 2 Timothy 1.9, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything that we have done, but because of his own pur- purpose and grace. Get this. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Jeremy, would you come on up here, please? Yeah. Give Jeremy a big hand. My bud. I've been, I've been on him for the past couple of weeks. Listen. When Jeremy walked up here, there was a lot of other things that walked up here with Jeremy. Now, I, I I chose Jeremy for a couple of reasons. One, he's a lot bigger than I am. Probably stronger. Most definitely. More arrogant. Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. definitely Not quite as good looking. Oh, that's a but I invited him up here because his last name is Grace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when I invited Jeremy to come up here, there was other things that came up here with Jeremy. One of the things is his strength. His ability to do certain things. He has the ability to play guitar uh, very well, I might add. Right? right? There's other things that he has the ability to do. The same way when... When, when Jesus comes up, when Jesus comes into our life, then the grace to save comes into our life. The ability, remember grace is God's ability, God's power to achieve God's will in our life. And God has the ability or Jesus has the ability to save us when he comes into our life. That's why it's a must that we invited him into our life. Because when he comes in, he can save us. I'm going to tell you that in, in in certain situations, not all, in certain situations, Jeremy has the ability, the power, to be able to save me. Maybe if I was drowning. You do swim, right? Okay. Like a fish. Like a fish, okay. And uh, it came from all your beer drinking days, huh? Okay, all right. Yes. Amen to that. When your your head was hanging over that the ivory, that ivory altar there, right? That's true. Okay, all right. Anyway, he has the back to the message. Sorry. Happy Easter. But he has the ability to do so many things when he walks into your life. He has the ability to be my friend. He has the ability to 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 provide companionship and comfort. There's so many things that Jeremy can provide as he walks into my life and into your life. Same way with Jesus. When he walks into our life, there's so many things that he he brings with his presence in our life. That's why we need to invite him into our life. One is his grace to save. And I'm here to tell you, his grace... To make you right with him. Righteous with him. Some of you here. You struggle. You've invited Jesus into your life. But you didn't realize that that exchange took place. And you're still trying to earn his approval. You're still trying to measure up. In the flesh you'll never measure up. You can never measure up. You can never do enough things to be able to satisfy the judgment of God in your life. The only one that could do that is Jesus Christ. You understand what I'm saying. But. Once you're saved, that doesn't mean you keep doing stupid things. Once you're saved, righteous people do righteous deeds. You continue. Because why? Because grace is there. We're going to find out in this series. Because the person of Jesus Christ, which is grace, is in your life. And he enables you or gives you the power and ability to live a righteous life. It's not all on you now. It's because he empowers you, enables you to be able to do it. That's good preaching. Amen? Thank you, sir. I told you it wasn't going to be hard. I know it. I know it. It's off now. It's off. Give him a hand. Give him a hand. And the end result is John chapter 10. I read it earlier, but I want to read it again. The thief does not come except to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That life only comes in the person of Jesus Christ.